God chooses Abraham to be a major player. Excited about today, we're doing our uh, number two study in eschatology, and uh, if you haven't watched the first video in this series, go back and uh, watch the first video where we give you a little bit of, little bit of an introduction on uh, what we're doing, uh, studying the end times, what the term eschatology means, and just some of my background with it uh, when I began to study it uh, back in the late 90s, 1990s. But uh, we're into number two, and again, uh, I've really wrestled over this. I, I, I wanna, I wanted to do this this series because one, there's just all kinds of stuff out there, um, and I think we can, I think we can do a good job at just kind of giving you an overview of, um, you know, what do we mean when we we talk about end times versus last days, um, you know, kind of words and phrases like rapture and second coming and, you know, the millennium and, you know, all of those kinds of terms that are obviously biblical, but um, I, I don't think most people can take him and, and take those terms and phrases and put those in the scheme of, you know, uh, understanding prophecy, uh, biblical prophecy, kind of putting it in the whole uh, context of prophecy, which begins in Genesis. And so obviously we can't look at everything um, because, you know, the whole story from Genesis chapter one, verse one, uh, through, you know, the last verse in Revelation chapter 22, uh, it's a story of God redeeming mankind, reconciling mankind to himself. And so it's super important. I mean, there's just, there's more about Jesus, uh, second coming there than there is about his first coming. So, you know, eschatology really matters. And I, I covered some of this in the first, you know, in the first, uh, uh, video, you know, you, you meet people say, oh, it all pan out and it doesn't matter. Well, it, it does matter. <laughs> like it really, really matters. I mean, Jesus criticized the leaders of Israel and, and, you know, the people in the first century, Jews in the first century for not knowing the season in which they lived. Uh, and so it's just really important. So I want to cover some things and again, um, got to pick and choose what we're going to look at, what we're going to study. Uh, so uh, let, let's jump into it now. You know, we looked in Genesis and, and there's a lot of things we can touch on. Uh, we looked in Genesis one, two, and three on the first video. And, you know, I, some of this stuff we might come back and look at, uh, we're definitely going to revisit some of the things we're going to talk about today when we get into Daniel. Um, but we're going to skip through a large portion of, you know, uh, history, very important history. Um, the tower of Babel and the first major rebellion of mankind against God. Um, I mean, that's a significant, um, that's a significant time. And, um, there's a lot of the kind of, Hebrew language and terminology and symbolism there that will be revisited in, in Revelation. Probably going to come back and glance at the Tower of Babel. Um, obviously, the whole time of, of Noah. And I really, you know, I mean, how much we can't let this be a, you know, a 30 week study. It just <laughs> that won't work. And so, you know, we're, we're skipping the flood and, and, uh, uh, you know, 
that 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 day and season in which Jesus himself, you know, mentions the days of Noah. We're going to cover some of that. So we're going to come back and gloss over some of these other significant events that we're skipping over now. But I wanted to jump right in with Abraham. And Abraham is a huge, a huge um, prophetic piece of Israel and Christian uh, and Muslim and Palestinian history. Um, he's just, I mean, um, there are three major um, people groups, four really, that come back to Abraham. And um, so we want to we look at him and, and obviously Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which is really significant um, themes, not only in the Old Testament people, you know, for the, for the Old Testament, but people for, you know, new covenant believers as well. And so um, uh, Christians, Jews, and Muslims, um, and, and, uh, Palestinians, which are, they're, they're Islam, they're Muslims as well, but they're just a little bit different. Um, those four people groups, I, I call them four, um, you know, Muslims, Palestinians, Jews, and Christians all trace their, um, heritage, their lineage back to Abraham. Like we all go back to Abraham. So this is, um, a huge piece of world history. And so we want to cover this. Uh, because the narrative um, surrounding Abraham's life and why he's so significant is God chooses Abraham um, to be a major player. And Abraham, you know, accepts it and, and, and walks with God in, in this kind of wonderful um, faith relationship uh, that was, it's really remarkable because it's before the law was given. So it's before all the don't do this and don't do, don't do that stuff. Um, there was a righteousness that was available um, without the law, which is whole, you know, Paul's whole argument in, in Romans. But um, he, he walked before God and was, was blameless. He trusted God. He believed. And God really um, had this unique relationship with Abraham and he becomes this huge piece um, in God's redemptive puzzle to redeem you know, a world, redeem mankind back to himself. And so we're going to pick up a couple pieces of this. Um, and the first part is in Genesis uh, chapter 12. If you want to follow along, uh, we're going to have the, some of the, some of these verses up on the screen, but in Genesis chapter 12 verses one through four, I don't know how much I'm going to read through all of this. You can go and read it. I'm giving you the verses. This is again, kind of an overview thing, but um, in Genesis chapter 12 verses one through uh, four, um, God comes to Abram. His name is Abram at this time. And uh, he says, listen, man, I want you. And he calls him out of his people and says, I want you to go to a land that I'm going to give you. I'm going to bless your name. And um, he was 75 years old <laughs> when this took place. Verse four tells us, and he leaves and he sets out for Haran and he takes Lot with him. And, and we're going to, you know, if you've read some of you know Genesis and the Abraham story, Abraham and Lot get some interesting, get into some interesting circumstances. But the, the call of Abraham is given at this point and God, it, it's, it's, it's more than just a call and come and be, you know, my follower, come and worship me as God, calling him out of the, you know, out of the gods of his, his father, which, you know, he's called out of, out of, you know, pagan, uh, kind of a pagan family, obviously. And, and it's, it's, but it's just more than just his personal story. God is, is saying, I want to use you as a significant piece for the redemption of mankind. This is, again, the epic saga of God redeeming mankind to himself. And Abraham's going to pay a, play a huge role in that. And so um, we, we learn, we pick it up in, in Genesis, uh, again, chapter 12. But then you move into Genesis chapter 
15, and this is where he makes one of this, you know, huge covenant. Um, there's this, this whole covenant chapter. In fact, above, uh, you know, chapter 15 in my translation, it says God's covenant with Abram. And um, he makes this uh, covenant with him saying that out of your own body, I'm going to give you a, an heir. And uh, you're going to, he says down in verse seven, he said, um, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the land of the Chaldeans uh, to give you uh, a land, this land, uh, that you may take possession of it. And so he he does this. And you, if you've been to church, uh, I assume you've heard this story before. Um, he gets, I think it's three animals and cuts them in half. Yeah, yeah. He gets like birds uh, didn't get cut in half, but he he uh, he gets these animals and a heifer, a goat, and a ram, and he cuts them in half and lays them. In, and there's this whole um, covenant that's made this. This agreement that's made, it was very well known in his day and age. And, and, um, but you know, the whole story is God takes all the risk, you know, uh, and this is so significant because the, you know, choosing of Abram and then, you know, making a covenant with him, it's, it, this is so significant to God. Hear this. This is so significant to God that the, um, you know, um, God's going to take all the risk. He's going to, if, if Abraham's unfaithful, fine, God's going to pay the price because at the end of the day, God is going to redeem uh, a world. God's going to redeem mankind. And Abraham is, it's wonderful. He loves God. He responds. He's, you know, he's going to walk before God. He's going to, you know, he's going to trust God. He's going to have some blunders, but he's going to walk, you know, he loves God. But even, you know, even in the midst of Abraham's kind of pseudo faithfulness, God is not entrusting the redemption of a world, uh, you know, with Abraham. He's not putting it in Abraham's uh, hands. He's keeping it close to his chest. God himself is going to do what God needs to do in order to redeem mankind. That's the whole Abraham story. In fact, what's really significant, and I, I just think this is important, when you read through an Old Testament, you constantly have to keep, there's this overarching narrative, you know, biblical narrative that God, everything God is doing, this, the, the, you know, all the, all the details in every, in every scene with every main character, you know, all the way from Abraham to David, you know, and up into the New Testament to Jesus, the whole theme is God redeeming man, you know, mankind to himself. This is what God is after. This is not, nothing's by chance. It's not just, you know, killing time. It's not just kind of seeing how things play out. God himself is wanting to redeem mankind. And so that you really pick this up strong in um, uh, chapter 15 of Genesis. And I encourage you to go through this chapter. I'm not going to read through, uh, you know all the details, but again, the whole deal is uh, I'm going to make a covenant with you and I, I want to bless you. I want to use you in, in this, in this epic saga narrative to redeem mankind. I'm going to bring a son through your body and it's going to be great. You're going to have, you know, descendants, the whole world's going to be, you know, affected by this covenant that I make with you. But at the end of the day, I have an agenda is what God is saying. And so that's really significant. And we get this here in uh, Genesis chapter 15, of course. And then you move um, into um, Genesis chapter 16. And we're moving quickly, but this is where you have one of the <laughs> blunders. It's probably stronger than a blunder, but you get this blunder by Abraham. And uh, Sarah comes to him in chapter 16, verse 1. And she's like, listen, verse 2. Uh, in fact, I quote, uh, the Lord has kept me from having children. So, hey, I've got uh, Hagar, my my maidservant, and I want you to produce an heir through her. And um, so verse four, he he sleeps with Hagar and she conceives and she will give birth to 
Ishmael. Now, Ishmael is Abraham's firstborn son, but he's not the son of promise, who's Isaac, who will come, he'll come around uh, in chapter uh, 18. And so you have uh, Ishmael, again, firstborn son, and Ishmael is the line where we get Islam, where we get Muslims from. And so, you know, when you look over in, in the Middle East and you see this major, you know, um, you know, obviously friction and, 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 uh, animosity to say it lightly between, you know, Muslims and Jews and even Muslims, Jews and Christians. Um, but primarily just Muslim and, and Muslims and Jews. It's, you know, it's Ishmael and Isaac. I mean, uh, although Ishmael is, is, is the firstborn and that's kind of the angle that, you know, Muslims are, are, are coming at looking at Abraham coming at their, their ancestor. Um, you know, he, he's the firstborn, but Isaac is the son of promise. He's the son of faith. He's the one that was miraculously conceived and you can get his story beginning in chapter 18 verses 1 through 15 and then there's some uh um at verse uh verse uh, chapter 21 verses 1 through 3 there's some more in there with all of that but you know that's that's the two main players so you have islam and then you have which is our muslims and then you have jews um which is you know with abraham or with um uh, isaac so isaac and ishmael and so they both come now uh, they both come from abraham so those those two there those two you know significant nations are are in play even today which is why why we want to look at this because the end time setting has those those two people groups along with another one which we're going to talk about in a minute but those two be, uh, people groups are at the heart of all end times eschatology they both play a major role um now you go a little bit further down into genesis chapter 25 and um of course uh, abraham dies just you know uh just a little bit before this i think it's in the same chapter actually uh yeah chapter 25 the beginning um Abraham dies. And then you have, uh, Isaac, um, his son, uh, you know, gets married and, and, you know, his wife has two kids and, uh, you know, he comes and it's interesting. Um, you know, it comes to, he comes to Rebecca, uh, and she was barren, but the Lord answers her prayer and she becomes, you know, pregnant in verse 22 of chapter, um, 25 reads like this, the babies jostled each other within her. And she said, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. And what's significant about Jacob and Esau, and again, it's this weird kind of birth order thing because Esau comes out first, but Jacob is the one who ends up receiving the blessing. You can go back and read that and the whole deception with mom and, and dad and, and, you know, uh, Esau is the hunter and Jacob kind of hangs around the tents with mom and, and she kind of sides with Jacob and dad kind of partial to Esau and, and he ends up getting first the birth right? Then he gets the blessing. And so Esau wants to kill Jacob. And there's a whole story that you should familiarize yourself you know, with in understanding all of this. But what's essential for us, what I really just wanted to cover quickly in this, in this video is that 
you know, Abraham, who is the son of promise that God's going to, you know, you know, utilize, he's going to bring into covenant to redeem an entire world. Out of Abraham comes Isaac and Ishmael. So you have Muslims and Jews. And then out of the son of promise, which is Isaac, you're going to have Jacob and Esau. And Esau is where you get the Palestinians. And then, of course, Jacob is where you have the 12 tribes of Israel, which will be produced through, um, you know, actually, I think four women. And they, he ends up moving into the promised land. And you have all the 12 sons that, you know, 12 tribes of Israel, 12, son, 12 sons um, that, that will flourish and actually, um, you know, take take claim and actually have some some investment in the land uh, that is that is promised. But these three people groups that are present on the news you know, and have been for since Israel became a nation. Um, uh, you have the Palestinians, you have the Muslims, and then you have the Jews. And if you want to throw Christians in there, but Christians kind of and Jews both come back to um, to Abraham. You have those people groups, which the conflict, the nations, the rub, you know, the the end times significance, and all of that is is explained. All of that is explained as you go through the book of Genesis. God is saying what I am establishing here and what I'm, you know, with this covenant that I'm bringing, dude, it's, it's got far reaching from that time on. I mean, what is that? You know, 4,500 years of, you know, in, in the future to our day and age, God's saying with the implications of what he's doing at that time period through Abraham, he said, this is going to have, you know, implications to the very end. So when, what I'm getting at is when we're looking at eschatology, you really have to go back and start, you know, and looking at this narrative um, of, of God reaching out and 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 really not just picking individuals, but really setting the stage thousands of years before, you know, our day, which I just believe strongly we're just in these the season of the last days. And, and we'll get to that here in several videos. But, you know, the nations that are that are strategically placed in land and boundaries and what got all of that was determined, you know, thousands, thousands of years, years ago, back in Genesis uh, chapter 15. And so, um, you know, here in, in chapter 25, Jacob and um, uh, Esau are born. And uh, Jacob will eventually, um, just to give it to you down in uh, chapter 32, uh, you, you see the 12 tribes, his 12 sons, which will become the 12 tribes will be mentioned in Genesis chapter uh, 35. Um, but in, in chapter 32, uh, you know, he wrestles with God, he leaves Laban and he's headed back to meet with his brother Esau. And, um, you know, he sends all of his family over the, over the river and, and he kind of stays behind, wrestles with God. And his name is changed to Israel. And so you have the, the real, the birth of Israel, which of course, uh, uh you know, Jesus is the, is, is the, is the king of that, of that group of that people. And they will be the ones that will be you know, enter into the promised land and which we're going to look at in the next video, but they're going to enter into the promised land and they're going to be, they're going to be stewards of the land. And most of the time, unfortunately, they're going to be poor stewards of the land. And, but the land of promise that God promised Abraham, which of course will be picked up by Jesus, the people of Israel are to steward that land. The, the land of Israel does not belong to Israel. The land of Israel belongs to the Messiah, which is Jesus. And Israel is to steward that land. And so it comes from the covenant that God made with Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, and then the 12 tribes who are going to steward that land. And, and, and for a season, uh, God's going to use them to produce a Messiah that's going to redeem a world. That's the statement. 
That's where, that's why Abraham is so significant. He's the father of many nations. Like he's, he's, he's the, he's the, he's the big deal. And, you know, back in the book of Genesis, prophetically speaking. Um, and so I just wanted to spend maybe 20 minutes and just kind of familiarize you with, with, um, you know, with Abraham. And we're going to get a little bit more technical um, in in some of the videos in in you know as we move along, but uh, a lot of this is going to be point kind of pointing you in the right direction. Like this is kind of what we're looking at, and you're going to have to go through and read it. But you know the the significance of the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then men- mentioning obviously you know Ishmael and Esau, Ishmael Muslims, Esau you know Palestinians, and then of course you know that whole relationship between those that's really significant. It has end time significance. It begins with Abraham and and his his descendants are not just going to be you know people, but people groups that are going to play significant role uh, even in in our day and time, and so. I think when you like, and I mentioned this in the first video, when you, you listen to people talk about eschatology, um, I just think it's really important that you start <laughs> way back before the action begins, so to speak. People want to go to Revelation and Daniel and look at some of the things Jesus says. Well, there's this entire backdrop of, of significant events that have, you know, built up to this point. Like, why are, you know, why is everybody fighting over the land of Israel? Well, they all, claim to have, have, you know, they all, they all fight because they have claim to it, so to speak. I mean, Ishmael can go back and say, Abraham was my dad, you know, and, and Esau can do the same thing. Hey, you know, Abraham was my, was my, uh, my grandpa, you know? Um, so, you know, these, these people groups that are going on in the Middle East, you know, they have history to them. So that's one of the reasons you have the rub and, and strictly outside of a, you know, Judeo-Christian, kind of perspective on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these other people groups, mainly again, uh, Muslims and Palestinians, they look back and say, we've got rights to the land. So that's what's, that's what's going on and uh, over there and, and the fighting and the, all that's taking place. It has uh, a significance uh, that rests all the way back in, in, in Abraham. So I wanted to cover that. And uh, next, next video is going to be a little bit more technical, we're going to look into some of the timing um, because God not only, and, and you're going to pick this up and we're not going to spend much time in the law. I mean, we're going to glance over it, but there's, you know, the law was separating a people unto God. Um, like you're for my purpose. That's like the big deal for the law. The law was not given, um, you know, to, uh, produce righteousness that comes through faith that comes through trusting God. That was Abraham's deal, but the law was given, um, as to separate a people for himself. You know, that was, that was an old covenant kind of process among the nations. God's like, Israel, you're mine. And he separates, you know, them to himself. And this is, it's within the law. It's more than just a bunch of rules. There's time. There's like timing, um, the calendar, like all the significant prophetic time kind of approach to how they're going to live their lives. Like, and, and we're going to get to this in, in the next video, but, you know, just to give you a little bit of a teaser, um, separating Israel to himself, they were, they were not to live like the nations lived in just, you know, independence from God. 
every single aspect, this is so good, you're going to love it, every single aspect of Israel, from their diet to their laws to their, you know, how they fought wars, how they received wives and husbands and all of that, even to the very you know, the months of the year, God was setting them on a prophetic timetable. And you say, what do you mean by prophetic timetable? It was a timetable to bring about a, a redeemer into the world. Like that was Israel. They were, they were this chosen instrument and every minute aspect of their existence was on God's timetable. It was on God's agenda. There was one purpose for Israel and it was to bring about a, a Messiah. So we're going to look at some of that with the timing and the dates and the calendars and the festivals and some of the law stuff in the next video, which again is super significant and there's no way we could possibly cover it all in one video. So I'm just going to give you some structure so you can study it yourself. I hope that was good. I hope it's helpful. I hope you enjoy it. All right. See you next time.